0: i'm a i'm a sick fuck i like a quick fuck i'm a sick fuck i like a quick fuck i'm a sick fuck i like a quick fuck i'm a
1: sick fuck i like my dick suck you're such a fucking hoe i love it you know i only heard that song once i honestly was just that clip just just that one little bit Uh and and i never listened to it again because still fuck kanye Though that is catchy and the uh, music video is hilarious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's still fuck Kanye over around these parts as well. That's
1: right. We have integrity.
0: Uh, I didn't listen to any of the other album he released. What's that album he released I recently? I do not remember what it's called. Fuck. Well, anyway, I didn't listen <laughs> to any of that but i i was halfway tricked into listening to huh. that song like somebody just started playing it oh okay and i was just like oh this is okay i can vibe to this and then yeah. kanye
1: came on yeah. and i was just like all
0: right well i'm already listening to it i might as well yeah
1: i like i don't hate kanye to the point where i'm going to Leave a restaurant that's playing his music over the speakers or anything. Yeah. It's not like that. It ain't that serious, but, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to his new stuff. So,
0: which is completely reasonable. Yeah. You know, fuck him. Fuck him. He's not making any more money off of me.
1: That's right. That's right. I'm going to, uh, I'll never buy any of his clothes ever again. Not that you were before. Absolutely right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a good boycotter. I never bought the shit in the first place.
0: Good for you. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite Slice of Life podcast and anti-Kanye podcast. Welcome. Uh we're here this week to talk about several things, none of which I know ahead of time. Yeah, we don't we don't plan this stuff. Come on, you should know by now. Yeah, you you already know what it, it is. <laughs> um Pre-show announcements, I guess, or before we get truly started announcements. Uh-huh. Uh huh patreon.com slash real nerd hours we've got the night schools that are up about uh, what's it called Um, kingdom hearts and we've got a rave review from Mike C thank you for the review yeah he more or less says that uh, (laughs) Lonnie and Charles add a level of positivity that (laughs) typically isn't there when we're when it's just us although if that's not exactly how it was phrased but that's pretty close to the message yeah that sounds right yeah thank you thank you uh we appreciate it um yeah i hope you guys enjoy that it was a lot of fun to do uh we still need to record one last episode of that and yeah that'll be all done and you can always go back everything is tagged on there so you can listen to whatever you want on the patreon what a deal what a deal for five dollars a month on the patreon support the show yeah you know what? We enjoy the support. We appreciate your support. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit on the Patreon. We did a night school, where I did a night school with Charles a while back about Invincible. It's a good comic. Go read it. Yeah, go read, it. read the comic. And if you don't want to read the comic, hop on the Patreon and just listen to all the night school episodes. There's a specific RSS feed that includes the regular episodes as well as the Patreon episodes. The Patreon episodes are labeled as PTOs uh paid time offs we i was going for a whole theme when i initially started doing everything yeah but now uh the theme doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> but i mean for the sake of consistency everything is labeled in a specific manner there you go so yeah check out the patreon man we'd appreciate it i got a recommendation on twitter from i don't know if he wants me to say his real name but flash Oh yes on there uh he recommended Dragon Prince on Netflix.
1: Yeah. I heard quite a bit about that show. Flash was definitely the first person I had heard about it from. Yeah. But then I started seeing stuff popping up all over Facebook and Twitter, raving about this new show on Netflix. It's a animated, 3D, cell shaded kind of thing. It's done by some of the people with uh, Legend of Korra. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's the least. That's word on the street. I haven't verified this myself. But... If it wasn't done by those people, it would be an almost, almost copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty
0: close. Instead of uh, Four Kingdoms, there are five or six. 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 And ultimately, like the show is just about three kids trying to save the world from going to war with each other. Yeah. And it's... Look it's a kid's show. So there's limited things that I can say of value about it because it's for kids. And like, not to say that things for children can't be examined critically or anything, but like there's a certain level of joylessness that I don't possess that would make me just shit on a kid's show.
1: Yeah. You really have to take the the writing with a grain of salt, which was kind of my biggest, uh, hang up regarding the show.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's well written in a way that isn't bad, if that makes sense. It's, uh, the show is just like you—you you would expect a certain level of writing, right? Like at least from cartoons when we were kids. Yeah, that kind of changed a little bit when Adventure Time came around and regular show.
1: Yeah, and things this, stepped up a notch for a while. Yeah, and Avatar for that matter.
0: Yeah, definitely, and. This show has kind of the makings of a little bit of a Disney show. You know what I mean? It's got kind of the Disney writing feel. Yeah, and the animation
1: is like kind of bad. The animation's really weird to me because it's super inconsistent. Like, there's this one scene, like halfway through the second episode, where the uh, the elf girl Rayla is jumping through the trees. And there's like this real smooth camera movement, the character's fluidly animated and it looks great. And then like the next scene is a talking shot moving at 4 frames per second. Yeah. And I'm like, "Guys, what the fuck happened?" That's the that's the craziest part
0: about it because it's fucking CG. Yeah. Like you're you can't possibly be saving that much money by cutting out those moves when rendering.
1: And it's not like a cell shaded look doesn't take a bunch of processing power. No, it's
0: not dynamic lighting. It's not, fi- the scenes aren't crazy, right? No. Like, the correct me if I'm wrong, but lighting is a large reason why rendering takes so long.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of like lighting reflections. If you have like volumes, as in like smoke or mist or whatever, a bunch of particles yeah, and shit. That'll really up your render time, but something that's, you know, Three levels of shading per object. And like it's not like the backgrounds are moving a whole ton with a million leaves or anything. You can just render that as a still. Composite the characters on top of that. You're good to go. Yeah.
0: Super Super easy. There are ways to cut corners. But this show seems like it cut them in very obvious
1: ways. Yeah. (laughs) The animation is really... It's janky, man. Yeah, it's super like, janky.
0: We, in, you can tell, like, there's basically one scene per episode where <laughs> the, the animation is, like, super smooth and it looks really good. Yep. And you can tell they spent some time with it. And the rest of the show is, like, dog, like, why did this person's head go from here
1: to here with no in-between? Yeah. It's really shitty. It's super whack. But, you know, I mean, it's... The look of the show is fine. The character designs are pretty nice. There's a lot of diversity in it, which is good to see. Diversity in my cartoons? What do you mean? Fucking filthy SJWs
0: (laughs) making the white one the stepson? I can't believe (laughs) this. What do you mean there's a black king? Get out of here. This show takes place in Europe. And there are no black people in Europe, okay? <laughs>
1: there have never been black people in Europe.
0: And his Ever. white friend is just taking his rightful spot at the throne because this black usurper came in out of nowhere. Why can't the general talk? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, we, I know what the plot twist was. I haven't watched the entire series, but I know what the twist was.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like it, it's It's very obvious. It, again, it's a kid's show. That's kind of like what gets me with the writing. Was that like... I mean the plot was super obvious that's fine but there's other instances where it's like okay this is a kingdom that's at war you know they they should be expecting invaders assassins whatever pretty much at any time okay that's fine they're they're mobilized for the most part then it's like hey we got assassins your two completely incompetent sons are disobeying a direct order to go to a safe house so they don't fucking die See that's that's the crazy thing about that too because when I watch that
0: one nobody's like enforcing it right no. there, his dad's kind of just like you guys
1: need to go here and there's like that's it there's no handlers there's nobody We're watching no, the kids are just <laughs> r- routinely sneaking around into forbidden areas
0: yeah yeah and it doesn't seem like to be completely honest the assassins are all that serious either no because like okay look One girl manages to get into the castle alone. And like... Yeah. Basically, she could do whatever the fuck... She could have killed the king if she really
1: wanted to. She could have killed both the king's kids. Killed the king. Killed probably the the head wizard guy. Like... And this is all before the full moon is out. This is like before they're supposedly invincible, you know? Yeah. It's... the, The story... Some of the elements are shitty if you scrutinize any like singular element it all falls apart as a whole okay fine overall it could make some sense like oh okay the kids were supposed to be taken safe therefore now no one has they they lost track of the kids all right we'll just say that okay well now grand wizard man now he wants to take over. Whatever. you know, they just... So here's the real real question. There are a couple things from the beginning of the series
0: that really kind of annoy me. One, they, the, the elf assassins didn't even manage to get through the guards. Yeah. They didn't even manage to get through the fucking guards. And they, still, they, they were holding the fucking L. Right? And yeah. two, uh, his aunt and that huge posse showed up at the lake house super fucking late. Yeah, that was real that was, was real whack. Yeah. This is like, okay, bitch, we would we'd been here for a day and a half without you. Yeah. If they had gone
1: there on time. And again, we they were just gonna leave the two princes, the only heirs to the throne, just unattended while they go off to their winter lodge. Right? <laughs> who who is accountable for the kids, man? Yeah, yeah
0: but the the show as a whole, I feel like is pretty enjoyable, yeah, it's not terrible. We're just like kind of nitpicking, i get not even really nitpicking <laughs> yeah, I don't really there think are that obvious problems, <laughs> but like they're are problems that can be overlooked,
1: yeah it, like especially when you consider this is a kid's show, it's not gonna it's not meant to be scrutinized, so yeah, you can tell by the animation. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Nikki hated it because the animation was bad and she's not into uh, like high fantasy settings. Uh-huh. But I imagine if you were cool with Avatar, Korra, if you like fantasy settings, you'll probably be down with it. Yeah. It's only nine episodes, so there's not a whole lot of story that you're missing at the moment. But yeah. And everything is se- separated
0: into books and chapters. Yeah, which again is like, I'm <laughs> oh, just doing the avatar thing, huh? All right, yeah. yeah, that's cool. And then there's like the four kingdoms from Avatar or whatever, plus the sun and the moon.
1: Yeah, basically. Because it's uh, what? Ocean, storm, moon, sun, sky, earth. Or yeah, that's the storm is the sky, uh, earth, and. It wasn't fire, remember it was not fire. I have no idea it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> maybe wind I, don't I thought know. that was storm, whatever. who whatever. cares? yeah, uh but yeah, then the humans discovered the seventh element, the dark magics, which is basically just life force.
0: This <laughs> is the seventh element of hip hop, <laughs> yo, it's peace, love, unity, and respect, although that's. For raving, that's plural. Yeah, that's plural. Yeah. Uh, What was the four pillars of hip-hop? I don't know. Peace, love, unity, having fun. These are the things of KRS-One. Yeah. I don't
1: remember. And then they got the 36 chambers three (laughs) eyes. I mean, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So another show that recently hit Netflix is the second season of American Vandal. I thought
0: you were going to say of Iron Fist, honestly. Oh,
1: no. I can't watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Though I heard the second season of Iron Fist was better than the first. I just don't trust that. I mean, it is. But is it that that much better? Uh, We'll get into it after American Vandal. Okay. So, American Vandal. If you haven't watched the first season, check that out. You don't actually need to watch the first season to see the second. But just a little recap is that... It's a it's a parody on true crime documentaries. Like there's a little bit of making of a murder, other things like you know, not quite CSI, but you know all those true crime shows that men don't watch because you know unless they're sitting with their girlfriends because only girls watch these shows. But American Vandal is a parody on that, where a student at an actual high school in Oceanside, which is san diego gang gang well so let's i'll keep it 1000 i looked at
0: the production notes and basically only the b-roll is shot in oceanside
1: well yeah but there's b-roll there and it's supposed to be like you know it's all supposed to be set in oceanside yeah 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 but uh student vandalizes teachers cars in oceanside by spray painting dicks on them and Basically, it's this documentary trying to exonerate the prime suspect. Yeah, a documentary made by the students that go there. Yes, yes. Uh, so, season two is basically... That was a thing that happened in their continuity. They got famous. The show actually got put on Netflix. And then other people were contacting them, uh, the the original filmmakers, about new shit that happened... And in the second season, it's in Washington, and a student poisons uh, the lemonade at the cafeteria, causing everyone to shit themselves. (laughs) (laughs) So now they're trying to get to the bottom of this, and this time, it's a conspiracy. This time, they want fame. They want notoriety. They're the turd burglar. They're out here spraying shit all over the school. And okay. it's a really funny series. Go check it out. It's it's really easy to binge, and uh, I highly recommend. I will share my one big complaint with it,
0: uh, at least the first season. What Spoiler that? alert. Uh, skip ahead, like, maybe 10, 15 seconds if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> or press that 30-second button on your podcast app. Uh, it ends basically with a cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. I, I do agree that that is a little dissatisfying, but that is not the case for the second season. Oh, cool. Yeah. All
0: right. Rad. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I hate true crime shit so much, and I'm glad to see somebody's, like, shitting on it in a very subtle way. Yeah. Maybe they're
1: fans of it. I don't know. But in my mind, they're shitting on it. I mean, you have to have some grain of reverence for this stuff. Like, if you asked me to make a true crime documentary right now, I probably would not be able to do it. Without like going back and watching making of a murder or whatever else. Like you I would, would have, have to, to do my to. research on the stuff.
0: Yeah, you would. I mean like they're not easy to reproduce. The, the only thing that I can say for certain about them is that they have like weird relationships with the law. Yeah. And the people who host them are oddly very somber about everything. <laughs> they all seem to speak in the same fashion. And I understand, like, it's supposed to have some, like... Sort of gravitas or whatever the fuck, right. and so they speak a certain way. But like, it seems like everybody's adopted the same affectation, with the exception of a few cru- true crime shows where the people are just way too excited to be talking. Those about are my favorite murders. ones.
1: I fucking hate them. Those are my favorite. It's like, and then the murderer kicks down the door, beats the victim's skull in, and then it like does a, a close up of it, and it's like, jung, jung, jung. you wouldn't want to be on the other end of that mother sucker. <laughs>
0: Ah! Oh, shit. Yeah, th- those and the podcasts. The podcasts I have a larger problem with. I feel like true crime podcasts are even weirder. Yeah, because it, like a lot of the time it's people talking about the same topic for an entire hour or so. Yeah. And they're like kind of like slow stroking the murderer of course, the entire yeah. time. Because, like, I mean, uh, God, I hate to do this. Actually, I don't hate to do this. Uh, <laughs> white people have a different relationship with the law than basically any person of color. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, like, in my mind, it's a high, they have a lot of reverence for these fucking murderers. And, like, they, it seems like to me, in a lot of circumstances, uh, they're like high key praising these people, yeah. or at least they're like, As I said earlier, give them a nice slow hand
1: job like throughout the episode. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Like, that's something that is a big ass red flag to me is when people like are really knowledgeable about serial killers. Like I had some friends who invited me out to the Museum of Death up in Hollywood. Okay, and they, (laughs) they have a whole section on like serial killers and stuff. I'm like, yo, I will do literally anything else. I'm not going to that museum. For one, I don't care. Two, I don't really want to know about this stuff. Like, I have no issue with, like, say, like the bodies exhibit, because that's more science and it's just anatomy. It's, you know, it's the human body. So it might be a little graphic to some people, but that's just truth. This, I, I really feel like that's putting murderers on a pedestal that's fucking weird to me yeah and that's what these podcasts
0: do a lot of the time the amount the they're largely flippant about the topics that they're talking about and like i understand having that like niggas die everyday attitude okay yeah that's true but if you that's if you live in those circumstances you adopt that attitude but like with these podcasts and even to some extent that museum not to say that like i think all the memorabilia and shit should be burned and like thrown into a ditch but like I don't know. Maybe part of somebody's private collection. It can (laughs) be like it doesn't. I don't think any of that shit needs to be public facing at all. Nah.
1: Honestly. What? How? Every time there's a mass murder, there's always people saying, don't publish their names. It's proven that this will lead to copycats. So why is there like stuff on charles manson where it's like oh look this is a recreation of his room and I'm like, oh wow yeah look how sick this guy was like, yeah yeah he was fucking sick in the head stop glorifying this stuff
0: yeah it's really fucking awful it's really awful. i don't
1: i don't get it i don't get the fascination at all i mean
0: i, I chalk it up to white people I, I think it might be like a strictly white people thing I, but yeah, <laughs> don't hold me to that. I feel like I said that last time and we got like a correction or two, but like, I'll be completely honest. Like I, I don't fuck with true crime at all. Yeah. No. The first 48, first 48 won't do that at all. Like anything that's like v- even vaguely resembles reality involving like people being kidnapped or murdered. I just don't do. I just... Yeah. I, that's yeah. not something I'm fucking interested in. Like, the last time I watched anything resembling, like, a true crime sort of thing was uh the Zodiac killer movie. Oh, okay. Zodiac. And, like, after I saw that, I was just like, you know what? I'm not watching any of these ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's a good stance to take. It's the yeah. healthy stance. Yeah, because I have zero fascination with them, and I we've refused to take part in like this glorification of like suffering. Yeah. It's really weird. Same with people like who are like excited about going to war with places. Oh yeah. That's it's, super sick. It's
1: super weird. That, like yeah.
0: it's it's disgusting to me.
1: Yeah. I meant sick in the bad way, by the way. Yeah. yeah Just in case yeah. that wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I mean I if if you're still on the fence about this one, like if you were related to someone who Got killed by a serial killer. Would you want to see like that stuff preserved or like have people worshiping these people? Yeah, that, that's kind of terrifying, it's, it's isn't it? Fucking
0: <laughs> weird. If I if one of my family members was killed by a serial killer and like I saw that shit on TV, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what You're, the f- like? Why is this person being propped up so highly? Yeah, but you know, um, people whatever. are weird, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's no good. It's no fucking good. Uh, so let's move on to Iron Fist season two. Yes, the old steely fisticuffs. <laughs> it's uh, it's an all right show. Okay. Uh, I it's better than the first season. I though I don't recall the first season super well. I just remember being like super annoyed with it throughout the series. Uh, I was reminded of some things through the Discord, like. Danny Rand's propensity to say I am the immortal Iron Fist. (laughs) Well, basically a few times every episode and just annoy the fuck out of people and how stiff his acting was and like I understand why he acted in the manner that he did, but like it didn't help the show at all really. Yeah. It just the show, the show wasn't good and now it's still not good, but it's okay. It's
1: is he exponentially stronger than he was in the first season?
0: No. I'm not interested. I mean, like, so, spoilers for this season. Skip ahead uh, maybe five or so minutes. I don't know how long this is going to take. Just check in. <laughs> yeah, check yeah. in. Uh, so, they do the thing that they do in all of the other Marvel shows, again, where he's incapacitated for, like, three or four episodes. And then he's like, he's like training to get back into fighting shape or whatever. And like, the story is kind of predicated on the idea that like Danny Rand is actually like a really shitty person. (laughs) And like, it's, it's, it closely resembles a lot of the complaints that were on Twitter around when the show popped up. Mm -hmm. So, Joy Meachum is the sister of Ward and the daughter of the main villain who was killed by the hand at the end of the first season. And she's back, and she's kind of like the villain proxy in this show. Okay. And she's taking revenge on Danny for very weak reasons. Okay. She's like, you kept my dad a secret from me. Okay. And then it was just like... Okay, and then Ward and her have a talk because Ward is like an alcoholic and he's jammed up on prescription pills or whatever. Still spoilers, by the way. (laughs) Um, And they have a conversation and he's just like, look, like dad was bad to me like i didn't tell you about him still being alive to protect you from him that time that i broke my arm that was him that time that i had all those bruises and i said i got into a car accident that was him the time i had the black eye that was him and she was just like okay and then he was just like, there were so many times that I decided, like, I thought that I could pack up my bag and I would be outside of your house. And I ju- I, I wanted to run away with you and I wanted to escape from this life because it was terrible. And she was just like, but you didn't. And I was just like, uh, well, is this like the kind of like, I don't. Like, I get that you're upset that your dad is dead, but like, your brother confessing to you that your father beat the shit out of him as a grown man, yeah, I feel like would be deterrent enough for you to be like, Oh, look, I understand, or like some a little bit, a little bit of understanding because she came across as a completely different character in the first season than she does now, yeah, and. I don't really like the direction that character went in, just kind of at random. It seems pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. And the the other villain, uh, who's like they're he's kind of a villain. But the uh there what I get the sense that they're trying to do with him is the killmonger thing uh. where he's like providing a good, but like he's kind of a bad dude. He did something mean to somebody one time. <laughs> And, like, yeah. So, effectively, still spoilers, by the way, uh, he's, like, Danny's brother, quote-unquote, from uh-huh. Kun Lun. Oh, okay. And they grew up together, they trained together, and Danny beat him for the Iron Fist. And much like in every other cliched villain origin, he's around because Danny didn't kill him. Of course. So... Danny doesn't kill this guy, and he comes back. He manages to steal the Iron Fist from Danny. That's a thing? Yeah. And he's got two instead of one. The villain does. Okay. So the villain is basically going around the city and killing evildoers for the most part. And it's kind of just boring. Mm. Like, okay, I understand that you've got both of these Iron Fists, and you're, like, punching through things or whatever, but it's not a big deal. It's not like this is boring. It's not good. But it's still better than the first season. It's just not very good at all. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. That yeah, yeah that's weak.
0: <laughs> yeah, I the story the I mean there are a lot of problems that I have with it, but ultimately like it's I enjoy it more than the than the first season and it's kind of like uh it, the best of a bad batch, right? Like, if you have to choose between drinking Coors Light, Hams, Bud Light, and like <laughs> Newcastle, what would you pick? I guess the Coors. Okay, so that's the best of the bad batch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's not much really popping off for me to watch, so it's it's worthwhile for me. Oh, also, the fight choreography is a lot better. That's good. Um, less of it involves Danny Rand. <laughs> Yeah, well, that um, might be why it's better. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene where I can't remember his name, is a dude with an eye patch and he's like fighting off these teenagers who know how to fight a little bit too well for teenagers <clears throat> and specifically like in a in a very specific style for film and television. And they they get into a fight and it's really fucking good. Right. Like that that fight in itself was really rad. Um It looks like the actor who plays Danny Rand has gotten better at fighting as well. That's good. And, yeah. I mean, the show... Another problem that I have with the show. Still spoilers, by the way. The point that I reached in it... uh, What's her name? Uh, I can't remember his girlfriend's name. The Asian woman. Yeah, the Asian woman. (laughs) Uh, She... In order to, like, stop the other Iron Fist, she has to train Danny or something like Danny needs training or some shit. She says something along the lines of like, I, when I taught people, I had to emotionally distance myself from them because if they were to go out and fight and be killed, uh, I would feel less bad about it or something something along those lines. That makes
1: a deal of sense. But like uh, you're
0: going to break up with your boyfriend, somebody who you literally have seen get stabbed and like dropped off the buildings (laughs) and beat the fuck up before. And like, i mean granted i understand like you don't you don't want to feel like you're responsible for his death because you trained him but like he was already trained and he was already doing that shit anyway yeah so like it does it really take that heavy of a toll on your fucking soul to like train this dude so he's got to lose his girlfriend because she's like she doesn't know how to reason through things properly <laughs> uh not to say that i find danny to be in any sort of sympathetic position i just think it's a really dumb justification the show is full of really dumb justifications for things sure sounds like it but i will say that i do like Typhoid mary she's a cool character uh she's got did which apparently isn't in the um dsm anymore Oh,
1: uh, dissociative identity
0: disorder? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Split personalities or something like that. Yeah,
1: I don't really get why that's not... Because the first case that was
0: reported, I want to say, uh, and I doubt these this person or these people listen to the show anymore, but there used to be a psych, uh, somebody with a psych master's degree hmm. that I knew that listened to the show. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but essentially they found out the first cases reported were made up. That makes sense. And there haven't been many other cases that haven't been made up that have come
1: out since then. Alright, that's fair though. I would I mean, maybe I guess the definition of it would need to change but I feel like if you were in a mental state to create a separate persona like as a copycat thing of this there would have to be some sort of
0: You'd have and to like be a, crazy you, you, in another yeah, way. Yeah, exactly.
1: You you couldn't be neurotypical and create separate personas and like really stick to the bit with it. You know. Well, you could. It just takes dedication, right? But no, no neurotypical person would create that. Would have that level of de- dedication oh. to it, unless you're like talking about like method acting or something. But
0: yeah. that's a temporary thing. That's yeah. not.
1: You know, Daniel a, Daniel Day Lewis didn't believe that he was abraham lincoln that's my milkshake (laughs) you
0: know what i'm saying yeah yeah i understand uh but ultimately
1: it's it's basically just catch 22 it's effectively just the plot of catch 22 (laughs) yeah um
0: it's the plot that she's involved in in the show is really cool Mm -hmm. uh she's definitely my favorite person in the show okay uh her the actor that plays typhoid mary is alice eve i
1: don't I'm not
0: getting she looks a face like, here. She looks like Nicole Kidman. Okay. She was in the Star Trek movie where she played, like, the Admiral's daughter or some shit. She was the blonde oh, girl. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. With the, uh, the gratuitous uh, underwear scene. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's her. <laughs> yep. That's exactly... Like, why was that scene even in the movie? That was really weird. To so
1: sell tickets.
0: Huh. Well... <sighs> yep 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 Uh, so yeah do i recommend iron fist season two no no not really but i mean like for the sake of being a completionist if you're gonna watch all that other shit then you might as well watch this right it's not the shows all of those shows have kind of gone off of a steep cliff i didn't even come close to finishing luke cage season two because this is the way that i binge watch things uh I will put something on and I will watch as many episodes as I can in one sitting. And then I won't watch it for two or three weeks, maybe even four months or ever again. <laughs> and that's all I'll have seen if
1: I don't come back to it. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like what I do. Like I, I really don't like binging things, especially if it's like story heavy, but if I don't really care about a series all that much and I just want to get through it, I'll just stick it on. And if I don't get back to it, even if I just stop in the middle of a fucking episode, if I don't get back to it, it'll probably take a while for me to actually get back to it. That was kind of how I was with Breaking Bad. It wasn't even that I disliked this series. It's just there would be moments where the show would piss me off and I would just have no desire to get back to it. And so I went about a good maybe even a year at, where at the end of season 4 uh, his wife fucks up royally and I hated that character to begin with mm-hmm. and uh, after hearing of her fuck up I was like okay done with this for now we'll uh, shelf that and get back to it later and it was probably about a year until I finished that show
0: okay Which, by the way, was like two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice.
1: Did you finish Luke Cage season two? I didn't even start Luke Cage season two. Oh, okay. Well, those shows aren't good. Yeah, that's mostly what I'm hearing. And, like, I I started Luke Cage season one. And I just found it kind of slow and, you know, not really all that interesting. I started Iron Fist. And I... just found it aggressively bad. Like I got further into Iron Fist than I did into Luke Cage. Cause Luke Cage was just boring. Iron Fist was like, I wanted it to be good and then it just never got good. And I'm like, okay, we're done here. Never touching that again. Yeah. I saw the first episode of defenders and was like, Hmm, I still don't care about these people. <laughs> and- oh God. That show talk about aggressively bad. <sighs> that show was
0: fucking terrible. <laughs> Jeez.
1: I I mean, I feel like the one of the biggest issues that plague those shows is that they shouldn't be an hour long. Ah, because, you know, they just stretch things out. Yeah, they need
0: to they need to write the episodes more concisely. Yeah, definitely. But them being an hour long is definitely, at least to me, preferred over a half hour show. Because then every episode is ending on a fucking cliffhanger, like, about essentially nothing during the episode. Okay. So, right? So, like, I mean, granted, the episodes do that now, where it just ends on a cliffhanger. But imagine just being blue-balled even
1: further. If if you're going to make an hour-long episode, don't make it eight episodes. Or however many it is. I'm saying just cut the show just straight in half. Figure it out. So make it 16 instead of eight? Or... Four? No, four instead of eight. Oh, so just
0: cut out all the dumb B plot and C plot that nobody really gives a fuck about. Yeah, precisely. Because like, yeah,
1: okay, all of those shows, they're just slow. Nothing really happens, and it's because they have eight hours to fill. Yeah, you're so right. if you make that four hours, five hours, even fine. Like they can write movies just fine because those are two hours long. Some of them could even stand to be a little longer or slower. Like just they have a bit too much happening at a time. So now you've got some freedom, but eight hours, that's a slog. That's a lot to get through. Yeah.
0: And they, they will probably say it's like, oh, we need to explore these characters. When in reality, it's just like, yo, you're just
1: kind of dragging it out, B. So what I'm saying. Or like, if, if you're going to explore the characters, make the characters compelling. Yeah. Make them good. <laughs> you don't need
0: six characters
1: in Iron Fist. You need three. And if you, you can have six, you can have three. Just make them interesting. Yeah. Give me a reason to care about what's happening. And I I think part of the problem is that, you know, they they want everything to be grounded in reality. They want it to feel, you know, not as fantastical as the movies, which is fine. But they're just doing a bad job of that. You know, people can write realistic stories. That you know are eight hours for a season. People can write fantasy series that are eight hours for a season. Why is it that this in between is so bad? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Figure it out, Marvel. Throw money at. Throw more Sorry. money at it.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for DC to get good. But speaking of Marvel, the Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Yeah. trailer dropped, and boy, was I just normal. about this i have no strong feelings on it it just it looks it looks perfectly fine yep it doesn't look bad doesn't look good
1: just looks fine i'm sure it'll be a perfectly competent movie you know phase three has been just fine yeah it's been quite good in
0: fact yeah they're not they're probably not gonna make a comedy out of this there are gonna be funny moments yeah probably be a little bit more dramatic
1: but I have a feeling this one's going to feel a little bit more like Doctor Strange than, say, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It better not be a fucking origin story. It better but not I think be. I it fu- has to. Well, no. the way they framed it, it's like she's already super powered and now it's fish out of water in the 90s and all that. But I I, I feel like they have to have at least a little bit of origin story because most people don't know who Captain
0: Marvel is. I mean, you, there are ways to introduce people to a character without having to go back all the way to their origins. Everybody look at Blade. Yeah. You just pop right in, get right to the action. Yeah. Constantine did that really well. The yep. movie, not the TV show. <sighs> I forgot there was a TV show. <laughs> yeah. That TV show failed after one season, which is kind of weird considering like the Arrow thing has been going on for so long. Yeah. The quote unquote Arrowverse has been insanely successful. Like successful to a degree that I had no fucking idea was possible. It's like
1: just as popular as, uh, Smallville was. Yeah, they managed to capture the uh, the Super Hulock crowd somehow. Super Hulock. That's Supernatural, Doctor Who, um, uh, Sherlock. Okay. Which was a Tumblr fandom where it's like fans (laughs) of these three universes. Oh, it was the worst shit. The absolute worst shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, so now that those shows have either subsided or ended or I don't know if any of the shows are still going, but whatever. Um, now this is like their new thing is like this DC verse. Yeah. And it's a bunch of like teenage girls who don't care about bad writing. They just, they like what they see on screen and they're really into it.
0: Yeah. There were, there was a debate recently that I saw somebody, uh, kind of start sort of, I don't normally pay attention to this sort of thing, but <laughs> bear with me they were saying that the marvel tv shows are better than the arrow tv shows in the Arrowverse tv shows despite like or he the way that he put it was the marvel shows were more successful than the dv dc shows and were better than them mm. and i was just like you may not be into like the soap opera shit which is essentially what those shows on the CW are. Yeah. They're all soap operas. They're all written
1: like soap yeah, operas. Yeah, they're just really over dramatic and there's all like these crazy twists and stuff. Yeah, they're, they're soap operas with superheroes. Yeah, exactly. And those shows
0: on Netflix, as we've discussed numerous times, kind of just aren't good anymore. <sighs> After the reason why the season, the first season of Daredevil was so good. Was because it was such a surprise. Yeah. And then everything else that came out after that copied its format. Yes. And didn't do a good job of it. And were were boring. Yeah. They we're just not as good as that first season. Not as surprising as that first season. No. Now Arrow and all that shit, you understand what you're getting with it. its soaps. That's really it. But ultimately... I think that the arrow shows are both more successful and more popular.
1: Yeah, and I think they understand their market better. Yeah. Because like they've leaned into, oh, we're writing trash for immature audiences. And they're doing a good job of that. And I'm not that's not really like a criticism of the shows. It's they're it's trashy writing for immature audiences. Yeah. And there's a place for that. And they found it.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I really feel like the Marvel shows need to take more cues from the te- from the movies where it's like, hey, they're fun characters in cool environments doing things that matter. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even like Gotham is a, is a show that it's fine. You Never know. watched it. Oh, it's, it's, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> like it's. More or centered around um, Jim Gordon, okay. so it's a little bit more like cop drama in a superhero world, which is kind of it's kind of cool. But you know, there's like gangsters and intrigue and you know that kind of stuff. It's kind of like a like a Boardwalk Empire from the cop side with supervillains. Okay, so you know that's an interesting premise. You can do basically the same thing with Luke Cage, where he's taking on all these little B villains. But, no, they want to have one big overarching story where it's more dramatic, more realistic.
0: Where the characters are fucking weird and do weird things. Yeah. yeah, In the opening part of season two for Luke Cage, spoilers, uh, the... Oh, what was her name? Fuck. Uh, I can't remember her name. The boss lady that survived her cousin. I don't... (laughs) Okay. So, she and a henchman are in a restaurant... And the guy that's at the table is like, oh, did you decide to bring your aunt out? And uh, first and foremost, nobody's asking that question. The dude, they don't look anything alike. One dude looks like he's probably some sort of Hispanic. And the woman is black, just straight American black. (laughs) And he's like, did you bring your aunt out? And she like starts sucking on his finger like the the young kid or not he's not young but the hispanic dude's finger she's like sucking on his finger and she's like yeah did you take your aunt out and i was just like that's fucking weird yeah it's (laughs) what's the motivation behind this are you trying to show me that they're like freaky deaky lovers now because you could have done that in a different way you didn't have to have her sucking on his finger in this fucking restaurant with the sort of implied incest yeah yeah, yeah, you taking your aunt out? It was really, it was really weird and kind of it just, dumb. It sounds uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it, I definitely was uncomfortable. If that was the purpose of the scene, they did it right. Yep, congrats to them. Yep, yep. But that show sucks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> those Marvel shows I don't think are better than those Arrow shows, despite the fact that I don't actually
1: enjoy any of those Arrow shows. I watched a few episodes of, like, The Flash and stuff, and it's, you know, it's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Or, no, more like Buffy is more what I was getting at. Yeah. I I associate them as being the same thing, because I never really watched either show. But in any case, uh, it's kind of like Buffy, where it's, again, kind of trashy, but there's a place for that. And they do it well. They, they write good trash. It's a trash can, not a trash cannot. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I've got,
0: I've got a couple of IT tales. All right. What you got? Um, due to a special, basically on the Patreon, I'm taking special requests for topics that people want to see on the show. And uh, one of them was to bring back IT stories uh-huh. from your boy. Uh, so here's, here's one here's one that really actually pissed me off quite a bit so I'm sitting with an employee uh, or rather text chatting with an employee and so what I'm trying to do is get them to add a printer to their computer on Windows 7 I know it by heart sure so I say I say okay go to your start menu and they're like where's that?" Okay, that's problem number one. Yep. And what I discovered recently is that a lot of people that I work with don't necessarily, uh, they've never used computers at work before. That's weird. Yeah, so I'm not sure what kind of careers they're coming from to where they never had used a computer before. I know one woman specifically explained it to me. She was just like, look, I I was a dog trainer. I trained (laughs) animals. I only used my cell phone for work. And that's how I set up appointments, took payments, that's all. That's, I never used the computer. Huh. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting, I didn't know that. Well, you've been working here for four years, so why, <laughs> what's the explanation behind like you not knowing how to use shit? <laughs> I didn't say that. She's <laughs> that nice doesn't lady. hold up quite as well now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I tell her to open up the start menu, I explain to her where it is, and then I say go to devices and printers. And then she clicks it. And at the top of the window, you can select add Add a printer. Uh, there's like a line of things. It says like add a device or whatever, add a printer. And then above that is the address bar. You click add a printer. She manages to get through these steps in about five or so minutes. Okay. That's a very long time
1: uh, yes. for, for instructions. <laughs> for, for about three clicks. Yeah, that's kind of a while. But you know what? could be worse yeah she it got there.
0: she did eventually so i tell her uh a window is going to open up and it's going to ask her to add a local printer or add a network printer and she says i don't see it and i say okay so what did you click i clicked add a device i said add a printer and all of this is in text right. in the chat <laughs> all of it's in text in the chat god damn it so go back and reread this stuff as much as you need Close the window. Click the X. Click the X on the window. And she closes it out. And I say, add a printer. And then I ask her, what does she see? She sees, add a local printer. And then below that, it says, like, add a Bluetooth network or some other printer. Mm. So she she's like, all right, I see these two options. I clicked and copy and pasted what she sent to me as the second response not at a not add a local printer but at a network printer uh bluetooth or whatever the fuck the option is and so i paste that and i send it to her and she says i don't see that i'm like what do you mean you don't see it She's like, that's not what's on my screen <laughs> yeah 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 and that, that's exactly how i felt that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was I was like, okay, look. So what did you click? She says, I clicked add a printer, and I said, okay, add a network printer, and she's like, I don't see it. And I'm, I'm this is the second time we went through this step, and I'm really I'm really hurting here. I'm like, okay, look, uh, I, I do have a software that I can use to remotely get into other people's computers. But like if this level of incompetence is present, I don't know that they'll even be able to get through those steps. Yeah. Because you have to download something, you have to install something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it it takes a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so if you can't even add a printer based on like the the words that you're telling me, and like legit I she she wrote down exactly what was in the window she she wrote down the what it says on the tab. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily exactly what I said, but or right now during the podcast, but I copy pasted what she said and sent it back to her. That's what the window says when you're trying to add a network printer, and I was just like, there's no way that that doesn't show up. There's no way, no way, right, because she had just
1: acknowledged that I was there,
0: yeah, so eventually i get her to add it add or click add a network printer she came back like 10 minutes later and said okay i got it we managed to get the printer added." and i was just like yo like what were you doing what were you doing <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves ever is when i'm sitting with somebody and trying to get them to work through an issue mm. like we're talking through instant messaging which is literally what you're supposed to do you're supposed to read the message and send something back my biggest pet peeve is when somebody disappears yeah for like 10 minutes 20 minutes or just stops responding to instant messages it's like dog like despite the fact that you're in an office like 80 miles away from here i i know you're still in the fucking office I know you're still there. I don't understand why you got up in the middle of this conversation without saying, I'll be right back, or I'm sorry, I have to go do something, or otherwise indicating that you need to leave. Right. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> it's not even about, like, web etiquette or anything like
1: that. It's about b- being a decent person. I mean, that's also business etiquette, too. I mean, yeah, there's another person on the other side. You're Literally talking to each other. Come on.
0: That's one of the things that I fucking hate so much. And here's another IT story from your boy. So I regularly have to issue specific sets of instructions to people based on what they're doing. It's part of working in IT. So these guys need something done essentially where a client needs access to our systems. And I get an email from one dude and my boss tells me to tell him to contact my boss. My boss is perfectly fine with helping him out. I just say, Hey man, you need to contact this dude. He'll be able to help you out with this. Sure. And the entire department is basically CC'd on this ticket or that dude's entire department is Mm -hmm. basically CC'd on the, the ticket. And eventually, uh, We close out the ticket because he just doesn't respond to it. Another one of my pet peeves. How the fuck are you going to send in an email asking for help and then just not respond to it? (laughs) Filter your emails better. I understand that you may receive a lot of them. But if you're looking for help, you need to make sure you're able to reply.
1: Yeah, you got to be able to receive help in order to receive help.
0: Yeah, exactly. So about two weeks goes by. And then another dude emails us, another dude from his department emails Mm us, who was CC'd on that first email. And I was like, okay, it's been a couple weeks, so it's chill. Like, maybe we'll be able to get this sorted out. And I say to him, hey, look, I told this other dude this, you need to reach out to my boss and he'll be able to help you out. Another week goes by, he doesn't reply to the ticket. So, in that time, I go up to that office uh, in Orange County, and they're all having a meeting at one time, with the exception of the first dude. And, mind you, everybody who's sitting in the office uh, having the meeting was all CC'd, were all CC'd on that one ticket, Mm -hmm. on the past two that have come in, in fact. They were all CC'd on him. So, I go into the office, and... I'm talking to the dudes that are in there, and they ask me, hey, uh, what's the deal with this? And I say, look, uh, you're all here right now, so I'm going to repeat this for the last time. (laughs) For the very last time, I'm going to tell you, you need to reach out to my boss, and he'll be able to get this done for you. And I said, repeat it back to me. (laughs) repeat it back to me and i have one dude say it to me and i have another dude say it to me and i have the dude who i have no idea who i have no idea who he is but i tell him to repeat it back to me they all three of them repeat it back to me and as i'm getting ready to leave i say it to him i say look you guys need to make sure you reach out to him and they're like yeah 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 we got it denzel we got it (laughs) And also, this is the weekend that really, really fucking annoyed me because it was the holiday weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to leave that office super quickly. Yeah. And one of my coworkers was just like, I need your help with something. Uh, I I need you to change my password because I can't remember it. God. And I was just like, no. Uh, First and foremost, just remember your password. Not to be like a huge dick about it, but like just remember your password i'm not going to let you put in i'm not going to let you nor is the system going to let you put in all lower cases with no numbers and no letters yeah and it can't be your first and last name you can't enter that information you can't enter the account information you can't you can't enter a lot of things so i gave you a password i need you to remember that and then she was just like all right uh just wait here for just a minute. Wait here. And she goes and she disappears for like 15 minutes. And I'm like, like, look, I'm legit trying to beat traffic. Like, I'm legit trying. Like, what do you... This is not something that's complex. It's a holiday weekend and it's a fucking Friday. And I'm trying to leave right the fuck now. Yeah. And so... It ends up taking me, like, three and a half hours to get back to San Diego. God. Because, I I mean, presumably, like, I I probably would have had a similar amount of time. Yeah. But I'm blaming it on her because, like, she held me up for what turned out to be an additional 20 minutes anyway. (sighs) So, fuck that. And so, back to the original story. I tell these dudes this uh, to contact my boss and then I leave. And then the following week, I swear to fucking God, I receive an email asking about it. All right, look, granted, the one person who emailed me about it, um, they, they weren't in that meeting. Okay. And I said, in that meeting that all those dudes were in, I legit wanted them to let everybody in the department know, so I wasn't continuously emailed about it. Because this is absurd at this point, and it was the dude who had emailed about it after we had closed it. Or who's the second person sure. th- that emailed us about it? Okay, uh, and I was just like, "Dog, did you check the last ticket that you opened?" Because I said you need to reach out to this person, but you didn't. So I need you to let everybody know in your department that you need to go to my boss if I see one more email about this, we're going to have a problem. And by that, I mean, I'm going to just tell the COO. Right. And, uh, I CC'd the manager of that department who was also in the meeting Mm -hmm. and on every other ticket that's gone out. Right. And I say like, Hey man, uh, so we talked about this the other week. Uh, I need you to reach out to my boss, uh, specifically regarding this because this is a problem. Uh, this is the fourth time I've, somebody's contacted me about this. And I just need you to make sure that these guys are on point. Okay? We're good? <laughs> you should be. And so I send out that email. And then I call them as well. Huh. Because this is this is the final step for me. This yeah. is, I typically won't call people in the office unless if it's like uh, kind of an issue. Mm -hmm. And so I call this guy and he's like, uh, Hey, what's up Denzel? What's going on? And I said, Hey man. Uh, so we talked about this. Uh, we had this problem and he was just like, all right, Denzel, whatever. And I was just like, no, I need you to understand that you cannot email me about this anymore. Do not email me about this anymore because you guys obviously are having a problem retaining the information that I'm giving you. So, As a matter of professionalism and respect, I'm asking you to reach out to your entire department and make sure this isn't an issue. And then he starts screaming on the phone about like, Denzel, you don't need to talk to me like that. This is not a problem. If my guys aren't getting something, that's on you. And it's like, all right, sure. And then he, uh, we, I repeat the information again, and he hangs up on me in the middle of, in the, middle of the sentence. And then he sends out an all-caps email in reply <laughs> to what I sent. I said, um, he was just like, everybody needs to know that Denzel doesn't handle issues regarding IT and this specific software, so don't talk to him about it. And I sent him an email. I was just like, dog, you might be having a bad day or some shit but this email is completely unnecessary. Why aren't you sending this? Of course he doesn't respond. Of course. And like he CCs my boss on the email where he's talking all loud in caps yeah, yeah. or whatever. And my boss is just like, Denzel, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? What's going on? And I was just like, having, he's probably having a real bad day. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you what's going on here. I, so my boss CCs, The COO of the company, and a week later, the dude's not working there anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, way to fuck it up!
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was interesting. That was an interesting experience. (laughs) That's
1: man, that's pretty good. Now I have to ask: Couldn't you have just forwarded the stuff to your boss or like CC'd him on it as well? Uh, As far as like the tickets go, yeah, as far as the tickets go, he's
0: on all of them. I mean, this is this is just the way he behaves.
1: He, oh, so if you don't contact him directly, he's basically just going to ignore it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what ends up happening typically is rather than him reaching out in this situation, what I would have done if I were in his position was I would have reached out to them directly and said, hey, we need to set up a time where we can go over this. Right. And the i would have done that as the manager of the department uh it department because at a certain point like these guys aren't getting it (laughs) so uh, there's nothing that i can do personally about these dudes. clearly there's something going on like they're probably super busy or they just don't give a fuck it's one of those things and so what ends up happening typically is if they don't email him if they don't contact him if they don't initially set up contact just as fuck it yeah. well whatever i got other shit to do yeah whatever no that. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy too whatever but i mean like this isn't it's not necessarily like the most efficient work atmosphere anyway yeah, it doesn't sound like it <laughs> no i mean like the the craziest thing to me is like they're not necessarily hiring people With like mad computer competency skills. Which is fine. But. What I need them to realize. Is that there's only so much help. That I can provide somebody right. Like if they come in. And they don't know how to use a computer
1: at all there's not really all that much that I can do for them. Yeah. If you've got to explain what a mouse is and you know what it does, how to use a keyboard. Or
0: if I see them like staring intently at their keyboard while typing with single fingers, like that's not good enough. That's not, I, I mean like I'm going to spend more time trying to help them than anything.
1: Right. And it's not like if you were to do something complex, you know, if you were to teach someone at that level, how to add a printer, they're not going to retain any of this information. It's it's sensory overload, you know, It's, it's not fair to either of you. And like my whole
0: thing is I understand what the management at the company that I work for is looking for. They're specifically looking for it to be like a concierge for the employees. So rather than hiring for competency, they expect it to fill the gap. Makes uh, a deal of sense. N- kind of. It makes but, a
1: deal of sense. <laughs> like,
0: I, I can understand where they're coming from to a certain degree, but having to f- go from, like, if the goal is 10 and the user's at, like, 0. 0.5, <laughs> having to make up that space. That 9.5, like, I can understand making up, like, a two or three with each employee. But if every employee is, like, rated from zero to three, like, that's a lot of time that that I'm spending, like, just hand-holding somebody. There are people who still don't understand when I tell them, like... What what a browser window is oh, on, like. There are people that don't understand that terminology. Or address bar and address bar is one as task well. Bar. Task bar is another one. Like I I spend most of my day. Even if I boil it down to something as simple as like you see where all the icons are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like that's too complex for some people. Yikes. Like they don't understand what the icons are. Right. They, they just see pictures. Right. And so if I say pictures, they think they could process it in so many diff- different ways. Right. And that's why like, it's important to me working in it to have common language for
1: everything. Right. right. I mean, there are terms for these things. I, I don't know. I, I never took, any traditional like using computers classes because mm-hmm. those were taught in middle school and in middle school you had, you know, one elective that was either like a, a cycle of things or you can take a specific one, like a language or music or whatever. Well, I took, I was band So that took over my elective cycle. I was still running laps around these kids who were in these computer classes because they were super basic but like I don't, I don't even know where I picked up all the terms and like proper keyboard usage and all that. So I never took classes on it, but I just use one all the time. Well, so <laughs> that language would be developed through basically just talking to other
0: people about computers, right? Because if you say like, uh, if you say like where the internet is on my computer, and somebody's like, "What do you mean, like the browser window?" Yeah, then that language sticks with you. That's true. That's true. But in the case of like where I work, a lot of that retention just doesn't exist at all for people. They just, for whatever reason, <laughs> don't understand what I'm telling them or they don't bother to retain it, which I think is the worst part. Yeah. It's, I haven't, I haven't talked about work a, in a long time it's on been the a big, podcast yeah. because like ultimately the complaints boil down to the same thing with a lot of the people like, they just don't try hard enough. And, like, I understand that some of them are older in age. And they're kind of just, like, waiting to retire. <laughs> and they they don't want to be bothered with, like, learning new tricks or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, old dog. So, you know how that goes. Yeah. And I get where they're coming from to a certain degree. But ultimately, you need to be able to perform. There's no accountability for performance in relation to using computers. Mm. So, it's... Nobody really cares because even even the management looks at computers like they're a fucking mystery, like they don't understand how they work, when in reality, it's very easy. They've been made to be used very easily, and people make jokes and shit about how Macs are easy to use and Windows aren't, but that's just
1: not true. No, there's barely any difference between the operating systems at this point. Yeah, you have a taskbar.
0: Or dock with, with all your icons. You click on them and then you type things. It's The computers aren't that complicated. Now, if you're running into issues like, let's say, your internet keeps disconnecting or you've got a bad driver so your computer crashes all the time. There's a difference yeah. between like, like having that, that's issues. That's
1: an actual issue. Yeah. Rather than, I don't know how to use this tool that I've been given to perform my job.
0: Yeah. That'd be like if I decided to become a fucking plumber and just didn't know how to use any of the tools.
1: Yeah, it's like oh, monkey wrench. Well, that's kind of a
0: funny term. What's that? Though, to be completely honest, I would be fucked if I became a plumber tomorrow. Right,
1: but you wouldn't be hired as a plumber. Yeah, that's correct. You wouldn't get a fuck. You wouldn't even try to get a job as a plumber. <laughs> no. What do you know about plumbing? There's, There's water pipes
0: and shit. Water and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, there the stories that I have for for working in IT aren't as varied anymore. Yeah. I mean, when we were first starting the show, there were definitely different types of problems that I'd run into, but now that I've been working at the same spot for a while, like they've they just boil down to the same issues repeatedly. I'm I'm sure they,
1: <laughs> it's going to be a lot of the same shit over and over.
0: Yeah, yeah but you know it's it's whatever it's yeah not,
1: not anything crazy yes it's, it's one of them things just one of them things sure. it's kind of a bunch of outsourcing and like client management kind of yeah yeah okay it's, yeah that, that makes sense and it also makes sense why these people aren't the most tech savvy because they don't, really they need don't to be. i mean like they don't
0: necessarily need computers yeah. in an ideal world we would just get rid of all the fucking computers that we have in the office and just give everybody Chromebooks. Yeah, you know. But the only issue with that is our clients, a lot of our clients still use Office products. Oh, yeah. So that's the major hindrance to being able to just switch over to something else completely because there are still old people who can't seem to grasp the idea that using Google Docs or Google Sheets or whatever is basically just fine now for things that are more complex that appear in excel you won't be able to do it like if you're referencing databases and shit you cannot do that in
1: google sheets yeah google sheets and then there's no like powerpoint equivalent those are the main there are there is oh there Uh, is yeah it's like called uh google slides good yeah actually i think so well i've never used it yeah, I mean, not I don't think many people would. I, mean, I don't because I don't the last time I've needed to use PowerPoint of any sort anyway. So, yeah, and that's completely fair because
0: most people don't use PowerPoint anymore. No. I mean, if you are or if you find yourself in a place where you need to make slides, you're probably using Keynote, yeah, or you're using Google Slides. Yeah. I don't know that people use PowerPoint. I used to actually when I was a kid animate things in PowerPoint.
1: Yeah, so did I. Yeah. That was that was more my brother's thing, but we we both made a bunch of uh animations with screen beans. <laughs> Y'all remember screen beans? Shit. <laughs> yeah, so that
0: was pretty good. That yeah. Pretty good. So I mean, I guess that wraps up my IT shit. Yeah, man, the the adventures of IT. Yeah. Uh, we received a bunch of corrections last week regarding
1: uh, the the dude. Who, oh, yeah, the Spider-Man proposal. Yeah, the Spider-Man Which, Man proposal. In our defense, that, sto- that full story wasn't out yet. Yeah. So basically what that boils down to is when reporting the story that we talked about last week where developer puts in a proposal in the game, game comes out, but they had already broken up and the girl started dating uh the old boyfriend's brother. Yes. Basically all a lie. <laughs> oh, was it? Basically entirely false. Because uh. I guess no one had bothered to contact the girlfriend for whatever reason. I mean, for a lot of reasons probably. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, how did that story even come out? Because the, the dude, I think, posted about it on Reddit or something. Oh. Yeah, the, huh. the dude talked about it. Oh. So, um, The real story is that, first, Guy wasn't a developer. He was a fan. And he wrote to the developers saying, hey, could you put this easter egg in the game? I want to use this as my proposal. Developers said, that's really cute. We're going to do it. It'll take, like, no resources.
0: Hey, look at that. Now no developer's ever going to do that ever again. Yeah,
1: thanks for ruining that for everyone, fucko.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you piece of shit. So... I should have written to the developer and been like, yo, can you put this proposal in the game for me and just have it be completely fake? Yeah.
1: That would have been great. Yeah. So, he was just a fan. And then they they broke up because they had been dating since, like, they were 15 or so. Like, this couple is, like, only 20. Oh. Which was the first. That was the first thing that, that jumped out to me. It was, like, the girl was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I'm only, like, 20 and a half. And we've been dating for five years. I'm like, how's this kid a developer? (laughs) No, he's not a developer. He's a fan. Uh, And they had been living together, I guess, for a while because his home situation was real fucky. And uh, he just ended up being real weird and not a good boyfriend. So they break up. And in part of that breakup was, was like she wasn't doing okay. And he had sent his brother to go check up on her. And they became friends. Not dating. Uh. Just got closer. And, uh, yeah, so word about this got out. And people started harassing her. And, of course, gamers rise up. Yeah, the the most oppressed class in the world. Oh, you know it. Uh, So, yeah, it just kind of became a shitty situation for everyone. And I'm sure now the dude's getting his fair share of harassment. <laughs> I mean, like What a shitty situation. I mean it it sucked in the Oh, I should also explain that um the their relationship had been failing for a while and he was using that proposal as like a a Hail Mary to save it. Which yeah. always goes great.
0: Yeah, it's like let's get a dog, let's have a baby, let's get married.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Any of those will save a relationship. It won't. Never. It will never work. Never. So yeah, that that. Apologies for spreading fake news. We, we... yeah, that's that's our bad. <laughs> we just we don't fact check shit. Uh, yeah, we we just ran with what we were told. I read some articles. The articles were shit. What can I say? <laughs> I had only heard. I had
0: I had been reading somebody else's tweets about it, and this person is purposefully inflammatory.
1: Well, and I should have known better. <laughs> yeah. I really should have. Hey, I, I went to semi reputable sites and actually read up on it because I thought it was an interesting story. But, uh, yep, turns out a bunch of bullshit. Yeah,
0: you know what? In the future, like, normally I kind of trust my friend. Granted, this person's not like one of my friends, yeah. like, quote unquote, close friends. It's just somebody online. Yep. Uh, somebody yeah. I know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I do have a tendency to not fact check. I mean, with something like that, if it's not um, something that actually matters in the, in the grand scheme of things, like, in the slightest, uh, I won't really do much fact-checking on that. I don't care. It was just an interesting story. Uh, I would expect the journalists to have at least gotten a statement or something. Or, yeah. like, if, say, girlfriend refused to comment on the statement okay fine you can assume that that's mostly true but nope no one reached out to her because hey it's about integrity in journalism
0: (laughs) (laughs) integrity in games journalism Yep. uh so i guess another announcement um not next week but the week after (laughs) Uh, we're gonna be doing a live version of the episode uh probably streaming it on youtube or Twitch. I don't know yet. It doesn't, I have no fucking idea, but it's going to be with Devin Nash of, uh, formerly the CEO of CLG is where you would have heard of him. Um, but now he's, he's done like a lot of motivational speaking and he's also like big into DC. Oh, so he wrote an essay actually about why Superman is the shit. And it's, (laughs) it's actually really, it's an interesting read. Um, we're going to have him on just chatting online or whatever. So that'll be a good time. Um, do we have anything else? Episode of 100 is coming up. It's going to be a banger. You better, you better keep your eyes and ears peeled and join, join the Patreon, patreon.com
1: slash real nerd hours. People like the night schools. Yeah, they're good. I, I enjoyed doing that. And uh there will be more of those coming, and you know more more of all what you already know and love,
0: yeah, so the next one we'll do uh we did a comic book, we did a video game, What else is there
1: i mean that's all we've done thus far. I mean, other forms of media would be like t v shows books uh plays <laughs> all right, so Movies. uh
0: I'll put up a poll uh I guess in the coming weeks on the patreon see what we want to do next because yeah, there's
1: there's a few things that either we charles or other people we know could talk on these subjects for hours for hours
0: i really want to do one but i just don't know of what because i don't know a ton of different like long-lasting media franchises uh check it out check
1: check it out Get with check, it. Check, check, check it out. Yeah, so, uh, let's get into some questions from the subreddit. reddit.com slash r slash realnerdhours Our first question for this week comes from Juice Campbell. He asks, opinions on the Mega Man Legends series? It had so many cool ideas, but in my opinion, it holds up terribly. The series could really use a new coat of paint in the form of a full-on remake from the ground up, like Shadow of the Colossus. Bonus question, favorite Mega Man spin-off series. For the record, uh Mega Man's one of those series that I could do a whole last night school on. Okay. Uh especially with my brother. Uh but uh, regarding Mega Man Legends, yeah, I I replayed through both of them fairly recently like in the last 3 or 4 years and it's it it is a good series that is plagued by a few really glaring issues. By default, it's tank controls, which are never popular, especially f- like for a series like Mega Man, which is known for tight control. And then it's like, hey, you want some of the worst movement possible? Got you covered. Uh, and then the voice acting super bad. The, the art style is OK because it was never like realistic. So it's, it's not so bad, but it's still pretty fucking bad. Um, and then there's just not all that much to do. However, you know, there's a lot of charm to this series. The characters are really fun, uh, you know, especially the Bond family. And uh, yeah, I, I I do really think that Mega Man Legends 3 should have been a thing or that they should just remake a new one. I feel like, honestly, they should just not touch the first two and just make a third or make like a Star Force You know, like how there was Mega Man Battle Network and then there was Mega Man Star Force, which was basically the same thing, but it was totally different. I'd be fine with that. Just make another 3D RPG styled Mega Man. I'd be totally fine with that, especially with how good action RPGs have gotten. Like, yeah, they can make something that's actually worthwhile. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, like I, I really I really liked a lot of the elements of those games. But yeah, they don't really hold up the best. Um, so yeah, I would love to see something new with that. as for favorite spin-off, I mean it depends on what you're considering a spin-off. I I really like the uh the Mega Man Zero games, the Mega Man ZX games. If you want to go full-on spin-off, I would probably say probably Legends, honestly. Command Mission was cool, but Not that great. (laughs) It had some dope music, though. And people sleep on it because the game kind (laughs) of sucked. If you couldn't tell by my silence, I have no opinion on it because I've never played it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of spinoff games. There was Mega Man Soccer. That was a fucking concept. That game kind of (laughs) sucked. Huh. Um. And then there was like power battles, uh, the racing game that only came out in the anniversary collection. There was a bunch of spinoffs that that were none of them were very good. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, Legends as my favorite. But yeah, let me know what y'all think. Okay, excellent. Summer so Jack the Face Ripper asks, "What's the best version of the Reese's Cup?" You got egg. Pumpkin, Big cup. Big cup with Reese's Pieces inside. Trees. White chocolate. Minis. Dark chocolate. Inside out. That's where the peanut butter is on the outside and the chocolate inside. Crunchy. And any other ones that I miss. I'm saying egg. And then Reese's Pieces. Big cup. What you got, Denzel? What you think?
0: Man, you know, I'm going to go with the minis. Minis are pretty good. Yeah. I don't. When I was in middle school, there was this big big like candy drive that would happen it happened like three times that year uh in in the sixth grade and people were selling these like not big Reese's cups but they were like the big packs of uh four rather than two And for some reason, in the bottom of those Reese's cups, they all had, like, weird puddles of, like, grease at the bottom of the cup. Oh, I know
1: exactly what you're talking about.
0: It was so strange. So I just stopped liking those. It was really, really
1: weird. Yeah. Um, I I definitely understand that. I do like, I like most of the forms of of Reese's. It's funny because, like, I didn't really like them as a kid. It was really only until, like, middle school, high school that that I gained a taste for them. But, um, I think, I don't think it's Reese's crunch, but it's whatever one had like a cookie as part of it. It was like chocolate on the outside, still peanut butter in the middle, but like underneath the peanut butter was like a cookie. That was kind of dope. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to have to say cite that as my favorite. Otherwise maybe Reese's pieces. Um, but I like most forms of them. It's not like just not white chocolate. I'm not, I don't really fuck with the white chocolate one. You know, it's not. Anything else, I'll take. Yeah. Velo asks, What are you guys' experience with and opinions on multi-level marketing companies? Growing up in my late teens and early 20s, a lot of my friends were getting mixed up with companies like Vector and USANA. And these days, a couple of my coworkers have been talking real proudly about their wives' new business ventures with LuLaRoe and Paparazzi, respectively. Real curious about your takes on that world. Deuces. I could, I could literally
0: go on for years about this, but uh, I think that they're garbage, first yeah. and foremost, of course. Yeah. And I definitely got mixed up in a couple when I was younger. Uh, one was uh, oh prepaid law services.
1: Oh, I had a friend who tried to hawk that onto me
0: dog that that one was like the most weird thing i had ever heard prepaid legal are you getting in that much legal trouble yeah that you need prepaid services on deck that, what yeah, the fuck wild. yeah and what i ended up doing what what got me out of it was because this was when i was like ju- i had just turned 18 mm. and the dude was like trying his hardest to sell it to me and When it got to the point where we had to pay for something, I was just like, nah, dude, I'm not doing this. Because I ended up going online and reading the math around how many you would have to sell in order to make a certain amount of money. Yeah. And, like, this dude was doing pretty well for himself. As far as I could tell, he had, like, the Mercedes, like, the very nice watch. He dressed very nice all the time. And he probably had like maybe a hundred, 150 people and I've never been big on being a salesman. Yeah. And that's, that's all that
1: is. It's all, all hard selling. It's oh gotten, it's such like if for him to have 150 people suckered into this, that's got to be at least 2,000 people he's tried to sell on this. and More than that. It's got to be at least
0: like 20,000 because it's, it, nobody, like, nobody's really fucking with it that heavy.
1: Or back then they probably were. It's like you have to, in order to be successful with any sort of pyramid scheme, multi-level marketing, inverted funnel, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, you have to get in early. Very, very, very early. If you're like within the first hundred people there, you're probably golden. Yeah. But when you're, you know, Joe Schmo 20,000, it's like, oh, yeah, I've been seeing this on TV. Wow, this is so great. You're never going to make a profit. If you like the product, fine, buy the shit. But trying to make a living off of that? No, nah, there's no fucking way. I got, yeah, I, I had a, a friend in college trying to trying to hawk that exact same thing on me. And he, he gathered all my friends and, like, he did this big-ass presentation in one of the empty classrooms. And yeah, that's how you do it. Oh, yeah. No, it was good. Like, he, he had his suit on. You know, he was good to go. You know, and the guy had, real, he had good salesmanship. You know, he, he was a bit older than us. And as soon as he said the product name, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. This is a scam. I'm not listening to this. And... And me just saying that got like five people to like not go to the presentation, mm-hmm. and he he got really upset about that. I'm like, dog, like, you know what it is, you know what you're doing. I have no interest in this stuff. I don't even have the money for it. Yeah. Like, even if I were to listen to your sales pitch, even if you were to sell me on this thing, I would not buy into it. Yeah. So there's no point in me going to this presentation. But yeah, man, that was that was a big predatory thing when I was uh, like senior year just graduating people you know you're looking for jobs and then it's like hey we saw that you were sending resumes out they'll call you up and be like yo we got a good sales position it's at cutco knives yep. and then you go through this big ass presentation where they chop through a penny and it's like wow that's so cool yeah fuck out of here there's
0: there was a period in time when a few of my co-workers got into Herbalife. Oh, yeah. One dude got into it, and he got, like, four people in the building to join it. And there were, like, 400 people that worked there at the time. He
1: lost friends because of it. Yeah, I bet. Because, like, in order to be successful with that stuff, you have to be just on that shit. Always selling. Always selling. So, like, it's going to be all the time. You know, you've got your Herbalife bag with you. You bring it to a party like, hey... I don't know if you guys have any of this stuff, but check this out. And then like suddenly the party becomes your fucking sales pitch. And it's like, dude, get out of here. Stop that. We're trying to play beer pong. Fuck. out! There was, um, I gave them some advice
0: when they started doing it because I was just like, I would never get involved with that ever. Yeah. But what you need to do, if you're really trying to take it seriously and one person had bought a few books on how to be successful with it or whatever. Yeah. Um, what I, what I told them I was just like, "Look, what you need to do go rent out a uh little conference room center or whatever, like a little room where you can give a presentation mm-hmm. and you dress up real nice and you just fly all over the city and you get as many people to show up as you can, and then you try to sell them on that you try yeah. to like basically woo them into buying
1: your shit. That is probably the best way to do this because when you're at a party, when you're, you know, just talking to your friends, it feels disingenuous and you don't have a captive audience. But when you do a presentation just by showing up, they've already given you the power of you are the authority on this exactly. and they're going to listen to you.
0: And it's you're selling you're you're basically giving them the final sale if they show
1: up. Yeah, they're basically already sold just by showing up. Yeah, exactly exactly yeah
0: but i mean it's different it's different for everyone yeah. uh don't get involved with them because they're bad and stupid and they're dumb
1: but if you want to create one and you want to get us in at the top floor you know hit me up
0: yeah you'll just have <laughs> to get somebody to do my sales for me exactly
1: and i'll collect a check yeah i'll i'll definitely take a check i don't really care what you're hawking but uh yeah sure <laughs> Man, I I've been sending out job applications because I want to stop freelancing because this shit doesn't pay consistently enough. And they they hit me up. I forget. I don't even remember what it was. It was some like insurance sales thing. And I'm like, and like when when they were pitching it to me, I'm like, okay, am I going to use my degree for this stuff? Because I'm not. This isn't the kind of job I'm looking for. I'm not interested in sales. They're like, well, it may not be sales. It might be, you know. Customer service. It might be managed. I'm like, uh, whatever. I'm not dude. doing
0: this. These guys. They're all full of shit, and you know that they're liars from the start. Oh, yeah. They come up wear, wearing like their nice suits or whatever, and they like prowl on people available. Uh, anybody. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. But hopefully, it's declining in the, in the years since it's been like big
1: ish. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's died out. Because people are wising up to the stuff or if it's died out because the people around us aren't the market to be preyed upon. Because, you know, the only the people that buy into this stuff is young kids and old, older bored people. Yeah. So people with
0: some that need something to do. Yeah.
1: So we're really not the market here. But yeah, they, they are not quite as popping as they used to as far as I'm aware. This one comes in from Manny sent into the email. He says, I'm a firefighter in Virginia. We aren't heroes, neither are cops. It's a fucking job, unless you volunteer. I like helping folks, but not for free. If folks want a hero worship, my wife got over that fast, then do it all the time. Not just around 9-11. I work 24-hour shifts. Support me when I want a raise. Give me free food everywhere I go. If not, fuck out of here. We interact with cops on some calls, and seriously, they fuck up the simplest situations. We try to keep them out of the box, that's the ambulance, until the patient tells us what's up honestly. They fucking hate cops. Majority of the time, even a violent patient becomes easier to deal with because we got the cops out of sight. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah thank you for the real talk. But, like, that's something I've tried to impart upon people for a while. It's so that like, yo, this is still a job. Like, yeah, you're risking yourself. Yeah, you're, you're helping people, but... It's done for a salary.
0: Yeah, dog, you're not a fucking hero. Right. Uh, this is a this is something that I like I watched this video of this kid, uh the sixteen year old conservative pundit. Is it, was, it the black kid? Yeah. Yeah,
1: that sucks a whole lot of cop dick. Yeah. Anyway. He's
0: he's like, you have to uh like be you if you're American like you have to like give it up for these people who risk their lives for us or whatever I wasn't born during 9-11 but I can't imagine the heartache and pain the people are going through who decided to sacrifice their lives overseas for us and I don't think he even mentions the first responders at all <laughs> right <laughs> during that thing and it's like dog like if you want to be supportive of anybody you need to be supportive of the first responders who a showed up and b slowly died of cancer over the last last 17 years while the government (laughs) tried to take away their benefits for having done it right you you need to fight for these people what the fuck are you doing you don't fight for the fucking 20 year old kid who was indigent who decided to sign up for the military because like he needed a better life he needed to get out of where the fuck he was so he joined the military you're not those people aren't heroes those people are trying to better their lives yeah and i'm not saying that they don't deserve empathy but they're not heroes they're far from it and also just as a reminder a lot of people in the military just straight assholes
1: so, straight up assholes <laughs> take that how you will yeah and like like we were kind of that was like was implied if you want to support firefighters cops veterans you got to do it 24-7. You got to support the people at home, the guys that if, if you want to help out the veterans, you should be supporting mental health care. Yeah. You should be supporting, you know, better health care, better services for when they've come home because veterans don't really get that much support once they're home, but they still get a whole lot of. Rhetorical dick sucking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, there's a huge disconnect that I really don't understand. But. Yeah, like how the fuck are you blowing veterans
0: so hard when fucking Colin Kaepernick kneels, but when they're veterans living in the fucking streets of basically every major city, you're fucking silent. You're yeah. not doing shit.
1: Not you're not whole, talking about shit. Not a whole lot of support going on there.
0: Huh? It's because they just, they're upset that somebody's disrupting something a little yeah. bit. They don't actually give a fuck. These people don't fucking care. That's that's the that's the saddest, craziest part about living in the U.S. Like if people cared as much as they purport, then life would be so much different in the U.S. Like if you really cared about Colin Kaepernick kneeling so much so that you were ready to burn your Nikes, but you're not ready to fucking just donate them to homeless people. Yeah. Like what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. You're you're so upset by somebody kneeling for the national anthem, but you're just you're not going to protest the government for letting homeless veterans go without homes. Like, what the what the fuck is it? What they call that? Keep that same energy. Yeah. Keep that same energy, dog. You ain't about shit. The U.S. Look, I'm going to say this despite outing myself. uh, The U.S. ain't about shit. I'm not about shit, never have been, never claimed to be about yeah, shit. I think we make that pretty clear. <laughs> but anybody who claims to be about shit, but ain't about shit, as most Americans are, mm. aren't, whichever phrase works there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: just know, Just know that you're just really kind of a piece of shit. So he continues. I've got a question. How do you feel about the Serena Williams outrage over the comic strip? As a Hispanic man, I can understand why folks are so upset. I also question if the art is racist. He's a caricature artist. He'll draw people by overemphasizing certain attributes. It would be like getting mad at Picasso because you think his abstract portraits means he thinks his subject are ugly. Also, does the artist deserve support like Charlie Hebdo got for exercising their rights? I'd like your guys' point of view. Thanks for an awesome show. I'm going to touch on Charlie
0: Hebdo real quick. Like, Although it is their right to express or draw whatever the fuck they want. Uh, and nobody in that office deserved to be shot and killed at all. I'm going to say this and this, it's going to sound like a justification, but it's not, (laughs) it's not, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, France is pretty fucking racist anyway. Yeah, it seems so. So it's not, it's not like, I mean, like that doesn't mean run up into the building and shoot them. But, like, hey, yeah, I understand probably what their motivations for drawing <laughs> right, was. Right. Like, it's not necessarily <clears throat> they're, that they're racially insensitive. It's probably that they're just outright racist. And it seems like that's something that's built into the culture. Um, yeah. So, same with, like, something like uh, like this artist. Like, I don't, I don't know that the cartoon itself, was, there, there are parts of it that were racist, Like, why is Naomi Osaka in the
1: background drawn as a white woman? That's one of the biggest things to me. Not just showing that this dude is an ignorant and probably kind of racist, but that also tells me he didn't care. He didn't care about the match itself. He just thinks, oh, tennis. Okay, it's a bunch of white women. Okay, she's probably blonde. Yeah, yeah, whatever. This will get me views. Like, that's what that tells me. Uh The depiction of Serena, yeah, he's a caricature artist, but you can draw black people without making them look gorilla like Yeah. Without making them look Jim Crow-like. Yeah. And that was pretty reminiscent of, you know, the 1920s. So... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't fuck with any justification of that. I think that was pretty intentionally offensive. offensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't you know, Chat? You can only take offense. It's never given. Yeah. Fuck out
1: of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that so many times, so many variations. Like, yes, you take offense, but if someone's intentionally in offensive, they're being an asshole. Yeah. If you call someone out on being an asshole, does that make you a victim? Mm, no it just means this guy was being a dick yeah you're
0: right you're right it's it's awful uh i think the cartoon uh, although it's like on a scale of one to ten like and people tend to forget this that racism is on a scale yeah it's not like a binary where it's like either it's it's racist racist or it's not it's like yo like that cartoon is kind of racist i'd put it like maybe five or six on the scale like, he drew the big fucking cartoonish lips. The the body, when she's jumping, is in, like, the form of a gorilla. Like, yeah. Like, the way that the stance is. So, like, it's... And in today's day and age, man, like... You, you gotta know better. Yeah. Like, you, A, you know better. And for me, as a black person, it's difficult for me
1: to not assume that that's not racist. Yeah, like, it's how I feel about cosplayers black facing. Like... You personally may not think it's a big deal or like, oh, you know, I'll do such a good job. People won't care. You know, by now, you have if you're a cosplayer, you've heard the controversy. You should know this shit. Just don't do it. You'll be fine. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's where I stand on this. Like, dog, if you think there's like a resemblance of a gorilla and this black person, maybe don't do it. Yeah. Maybe make them look, you know, more human or dignified or something. You can make a point without dehumanizing someone. Yeah. Like a lot of people criticized Serena Williams' behavior on the court and in the uh, press conferences thereafter. But they didn't have to be racist about it to make a point.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Shout out to Naomi Osaka because she's she won the u.s open yeah uh let's see you keep that same energy in the future i hope you keep continue to do well hold it down for your haitian japanese ass yeah uh good babies what up she i think she was she was banging for uh japan yeah but i think uh she lives in the u.s i'm pretty sure
1: yeah she speaks perfect english and everything yeah
0: like and what's fucked up is like i know the japanese people don't bang for you like that i know Why the fuck are you riding for them why the I, fuck those I, people
1: are racist as fuck i actually want to hear like some interviews with her because i know like japan's really weird about mixed japanese people like mm. even if you're if you're half japanese half anything like you're referred to as a huff <laughs> like this, you're yeah. a hafu like that's it and uh i know miss japan i think either last year or year before was uh half black half japanese and there was a huge stink in Japan. Just like, what? She doesn't look Japanese. What the fuck is this? Yeah. So I, I know those
0: fucking people don't bang for her like that. Yeah. Naomi hit us up. Yeah, what up? I know you're listening.
1: 413 Savage One.
0: Yeah, 413 Savage One. Give us a call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn. Thanks everybody for writing in this week. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. You can follow the show on Twitter at X Real Nerd Hours. You can follow me on Twitter at That Denzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown SD. Excellent. You can uh, join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash R slash Real Nerd Hours. You can like the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast and groups slash Real Nerd Hours Podcast. Uh, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Real Nerd Hours. Uh, again, I recommend that do that thing do that thing do that do that thing do that thing uh and thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week have a good night